Welcome to the Native Diamond Podcast. Oh shit! What you waiting for? Hey, hey, hey. Native Diamond. Native Diamond. Honestly, I wouldn't know what my intro would be if it was just a regular non-breakdown song. So I was trying to play with that. And I've concluded that that is actually a bad idea. So we're not going to do that today. But today, I do have Tyler Small from Saving Vice on the show. Uh, I just want to give a huge shout out to Tyler. Thank you for your time and thanks for being on the show. You guys should really go check out their binary EP. It is super sick. And I think Saving Vice is on their way up. Uh, This is kind of a different episode. Really no edits. And I don't ask my icebreaker questions this time around because he was on the show before and we gave him the first time treatment. So I want to keep that for first timers only. Check out this podcast. Thank you again. Saving Vice. And you know the deal. Stay tuned, baby. What's up, my dudes? Seth Mick here. This is Native Diamond Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. And today's guest is Tyler Small. You've probably seen him before on the show, and he's one of the vocalists from Saving Vice. Thank you so much for being here, Tyler. Yeah, I love that. It's always a pleasure. Definitely. And since, you know, you've been on the show before, we're not going to goof off with the icebreaker questions this time, even though I know a lot of people love that part of the show. Uh, We really just want to talk about uh, what you guys have recently done, the binary EP, and you know what that means for your band moving forward. Oh uh, well, I mean, so obviously we just dropped our debut album like earlier this year. Um, you know, we it was amazing. The, the album did good. You know, we sold out our local venue for our album release headliner. I mean, it was an awesome show, and we had a bunch of other crazy shit booked, and then COVID happened. So as you know, like uh, releasing an album and then having all your shows and tours canceled is kind of like getting shot in the Achilles heel. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, we did what we could, you know, over the past couple months, we were dropped, like we dropped our video for echoes from the gutter and broken window. You know, we did like, um, you know, we did like the motionless and white acoustic cover. Cause like, you know, over COVID we were just trying to figure out what we were going to do to make up for not having no shows. So, Mm -hmm. um, we, so kind of what happened with binary is like, you know, obviously in a normal year, we never would have released like new original music the same year as our album. Like, it's like, we actually had other plans for other songs on the album too, you know, um, for, you know, video content and stuff that ended up having to get put off maybe forever now. And so we were kind of like, well, you know, we had this idea to do when we were doing the album, you know, we had like the on our hello there, we have like that song so safe where it's like the whole thing is just me singing. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's songs on the album and the EP where like I wrote the whole song or Chase wrote the whole song. And there's a lot of songs where we went half and half on stuff. So, um, excuse me for a second. You're good, dude. Um, sorry, I found something on the table. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we, uh, we had the idea like, 
we were going to do, we wanted to do like an all clean song and then we wanted to do a song that was like all screaming. That was super heavy, which is where we had echoes and so safe. And like, then like, so it was like, Oh, well, Tyler's the only one on so safe. Cause he's the only one who sings. But then it was like, we didn't really never wanted to pigeonhole ourselves into that. Like the clean guy and the screamy guy bullshit. Like right. I liked that whole, I feel like those bands always get stuck in this pocket that they can't get out of. And we really wanted to show that we were more of like a versatile collective, you know? So we were originally want to have this idea where it was like, well, maybe Chase just does the heavy song, but it's like, but I can do all that heavy stuff too. And people love hearing the textures of our voices together. So it's like, why would I not be on it if I can be? So like, cause then that song ended up being like the one pivotal, super heavy song that a lot of, it's a lot of people's favorites, you know, and it probably mm-hmm. still would have been good, but I wouldn't have been, I think as epic and all over the place with just one person. Cause I feel like we feed off each other very well when we go back and forth, which I think is what's cool about it. Um, just like having two singers in a band going back and forth, you know, like mm-hmm. in like a pop punk band. So <laughs> I think the original idea we had was spawned from that where I was kind of like, yeah, well, it'd be really cool if maybe like for fun, me and Chase, like we just completely write our own like super heavy songs. And then like we each just do one where it's like, this is how heavy we can go. Like we wanted to just try that because, you know, when we started playing shows, we were always playing with like, deathcore bands and like super hardcore bands and all this shit and we were like the only band that had singing you know we were the only Mm -hmm. band that was kind of more of that marketable metalcore like but we always made friends and like did really well but it took us a long time because we were always the black sheep and it was kind of like dude it's like we have we can't we can't play shows like what's something we could do that we would never have time to do and i was like what if we did that like whole too heavy song thing Mm -hmm. and then the whole idea of making it like its own little like two song, two vocalist EP thing. Like, I know it's like short for an EP, but it was kind of the point. That's what binary means is too. So right. it's like the whole point was like, Oh, two song EP, like could have probably done it a different way. I just thought it, it seemed cool at the time. I remember having, I remember we were like, are there EPs with two songs? Cause I know I've had EPs with two songs on them before, like when I was younger. So I know it's a thing, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I know, but I, I think the only worry with it was confusing people who didn't know us very well, being like, oh, who's this guy? Or who's this other guy? Or where's Tyler? Or there's just Chase. But it's like, I feel like if people have watched our videos and seen our stuff, they get it at this point. And if mm-hmm. not, it's not hard to catch up. You know, you could watch this video. So we were like, you know, we we're like, we're going to put both songs in one video because we can't just release one song at a time with just one vocalist. And right. it was having one video for one, but not the other. It would just feel off balance. And we wanted it to be very parallel and like, so and very purposeful so we were like yo two videos one video like all in one we'll do two songs all at once and um and that's how we'll and then we'll have like the first song is the one people are most likely to hear so we'll submit the second song for playlists you know and stuff like that so that way they get rounded out right so i mean the response has been good but yeah we basically just um we kind of just were like yo i just want to write some fucking ass beater shit dude like (laughs) i just wanted to like write some piss off just like just offensively heavy especially for us you know we we mm-hmm. were heavy like we have breakdowns we have like really heavy parts but i feel like as long as you have singing in your band people will never quite feel like you're as heavy as you are because the singing kind of right. awesome. so we were like you know it's like let's just like show our side of that corner of metalcore you know mm-hmm. so the song was kind of more of like a genty straightforward deathcore kind of metalcore song and then mine was a little more like you know, varials knocked Lucy you know, <laughs> yeah. with some like drop dead, gorgeous asking Alexandria sprinkled over it. So that's what I was like. I'm like, yeah, like if we're going to go, we can't go full knocked loose. Like that's not who we are. <laughs> yeah. 
And so I was like, we still made sure to keep it sounding kind of like our brand of metalcore sprinkled in there, but we tried to go a little bit harder and like the response is exactly what we wanted it to be, which is like everyone just being, cause everyone loves that heavy shit right now. And yeah. we writing the, le- you know, it's just funny too, that right when Bring Me the Horizon kind of came back with this sort of heavier album, but it's still kind of a clean rock album. And then we went like the complete, like the heaviest that we've been, mm-hmm. which is ironic too, because some of the other new material we have sounds more like that new Bring Me the Horizon stuff, which annoys me now because I feel like a lot of people are going to think we just did it cause they did it. But like, we literally like, <laughs> we were kind of on that whole Lincoln Parky sort of metal Corey wave already with some of our demos for like the next couple of years. But we were, we still have like really heavy stuff too. It's like, so now that we're doing singles right? in the future, it's car. You've got to really pick like, Hey, like you only get one. It's not like you're releasing multiple songs. So it's like, what do we want to do next? And I guess we'll see how people like the super heavy shit and we'll kind of pick the next song from there. Cause people know that the whole point of this with echoes was to like show people like, yeah, like, you know, we'll give you something to crowd kill to, but we might give you something to jump and sing along to again next time, but you're still going to get more, you'll get more heavy stuff later. Like, I don't want like, and I said this in another interview, so I, we just want to make sure that people realize that like, we can kind of do anything and are going to do anything we want, but we'll always sound like us. Right. Pretty much the kind of like the whole story with that. That's really cool. So like, um, I read a few articles and you can correct it if it's wrong, but like, they were basically saying like the whole vibe with the, or the theme, the underlying theme was basically like technology is like killing um, just a lot of maybe interaction or, or society in that fact. So like in that regard, so like, is that, was that the underlying meaning? Like, was it so, all about technology? So, so, so the simulation is pretty much about technology ruining and taking over humanity, but and it's, it's more focused around AI but like no saving vice song has one clear cut meaning. Like we do right. that on purpose. We want our stuff. We want anyone to hear if someone heard our shit and that was what they got out of it. I mean, that was part one of the underlying elements. It was more of a focus on Chase's song, mm-hmm. but like, yes, that so in and so yes and no, because the spire isn't really about that, but we, we set it up where like, the spire was actually so low key. The spire's secret meaning, if you mm-hmm. look for the Easter eggs, is actually about Darth Vader and Kylo Ren, like just oh, turning, just turning evil and going crazy, and like that's awesome. So, but I let, but the message, like, and like the human part of that, was that they were both people who were really, really good, and they went really, really bad, and it's like, <laughs> what brings you to that point? Like, what? How do you go from that good to that bad? What kind of madness do you go through? And it felt it like it still worked because they were both kind of sci-fi songs, which is what we wanted. But like mm-hmm. where his was more about what's happening, where mine, I wanted to just be more of like, hey, someone going crazy because of what's happening. So it could have been because of technology. It could have been just about like, I wanted people to hear it and be able to interpret it however they wanted because mm-hmm. it's full of anger and like rage and self-loathing, which is I think what a lot of people are feeling right now right (laughs) yeah definitely so and i I, so it's kind of like i so i'll always write i might write a song where in my head i'm like hiding all these secret little meanings where it's like if you listen to it on this channel you're (laughs) going to hear a story about star wars but if you listen to it on this channel you're going to hear a story about a dude just like battling himself you know Mm -hmm. or you might so and i want and i've always wanted our music and our lyrics to be open to interpretation so like it's like any one line on any of our songs usually has like two or three different interpretations and it's always intentional. Cause I feel like I, I want our music to be whatever it needs to be. 
for whoever's listening to it. Right. So if they something, they're like, man, like that was really relatable to me on this level when I hadn't, when that was not what the lyric meant at all. I don't want to ruin <laughs> that for them. If that's what they're, I mean, if people are feeling something when they hear it, like mm-hmm. feel whatever the fuck you want. If the, it's like, that's the point of music. So it's like, I don't care if you hear what I hear when I hear it, as long as you hear and feel something, you know, so. Right. Dude, I love the direction. Are you guys going to do a lot more like singles and like, as you mentioned, or like more, maybe more EPs? Are we going to see a lot more of that from you guys? So, I mean, this only happened because we had to, we wanted to do something because we were just all dying, just not playing shows, not doing anything. And it's like releasing music's like the only gratification you get, even though in a weird, it's like, you're kind of fighting the current because you're never going to get the response you would with shows happening. Right. And especially everyone's so distracted by everything going on in the world. It's like, we kind of accepted that we might not, it might not blow up the way it should, but everyone who's heard it has loved it, mm-hmm. which is all that matters. And I'm hoping that like, you know, people are just going to keep passing it along and sharing it. And it's already led a lot of new people back to our album, which is kind of the other point. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like some people, once they heard, it was almost like they, once they heard this, they were like, Oh shit, these guys like can go really hard. <laughs> yeah. Now I respect them and we'll give their cleaner shit a chance. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like, it's like, it's almost like we had to get some clout from being super heavy to get people to actually listen to our discography, which is fine. Like whatever, you know, but I just, uh, we just wanted to put something out. And I mean, the going forward, it's really unpredictable because we have no idea what's going on with COVID, but like we have like 10 songs written. Nice. It's just deciding which ones we're fine tuning, like one or two right now, but that's really all I can say. I can say this is the last like new music you will be getting for us for the foreseeable future. But I mean, we just dropped an album this year. I mean, like, there's no real reason to other than to stimulate our own serotonin. <laughs> so it's like, you know. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting it. I think it was a surprise for everyone else. And it was a surprise with the music video as well. So that was really cool that you kept us on our toes. Um, I want to know, like, all right, so the video looked fucking very sick. Uh, who can you give credit to as far as, like, you know, the whole production of that? So Ian Urhart, Urhart, I've been saying his name wrong the entire time I've known him. It's like Urhart, Urhart, because it just felt really funny. But he's been basically our photographer and videographer for years. I mean, we've had, we've obviously had other, he wasn't always doing music videos. He started out doing photo and then worked his way into video. Mm-hmm. So um, he did our music video for Broken Window. That was the first video he did for us. Um, you know, and that was like just, uh, you know, that was his first go at it pretty much or one of his first goes at it and it came out pretty fucking sick for how simple it was. Right. And it's hard. You kind of had, that was right when COVID was starting. That was right when we were realizing that we weren't going to be playing shows anytime soon. So we were kind of like working with what we had. It's like trying to do all this stuff when we're in three different States and we can't always meet Mm -hmm. or it's not safe to meet. We had to figure out how do we work with what we have and put content out. So Ian was like getting into all of this video stuff. He was doing weddings and always, he did all these live video recaps for us. And he has a really good eye for what, visuals should look like when they're hitting with music like that he's just mm-hmm. he gets it because he's a fan of the genre so um we gave him the crack at that he killed it he did also did the um piano reprise of never knows best video the black and white video we oh, did cool. um he did that we shot that in his mom's barn <laughs> really kind of yeah it was kind of <laughs> sweet and then um because i think at the time i was the only one who could safely go to where he was because i was in vermont like right. to do it so like no one else came and i shot that video by myself obviously because it's just me singing and um we had mystique from australia <laughs> doing pianos in her video. Oh, okay so yeah she filmed that separately and ian spliced it together so um kind of like with the black ice acoustic video um ian actually did shoot that i guess 
part of it, technically he shot me and Robbie's scene. So I guess that was the first video he shot for us. Um, a side note, I, won't, I don't want to get off topic too much, but we actually, that was the, the morning I started recording vocals for Hello There. We went to a cemetery and shot my scenes for that at like nine in the morning. And then I went and recorded the album and it was like really cold. And then we had Alex from Osatia film in Washington and then Robbie shot in Vermont and I was in New York and we had three different states in that video all fused together and like, but it all looked like one location. So yeah, so anyways, like Ian, so Ian's been doing stuff for us for a while and um, we really wanted to like give him a chance to do something like, cause this is like, a, was like a fun thing anyway. So we, and I really let, like I designed like, you know, I did all the color schemes and I drew up all the merch designs and then sent them to Robbie and we kind of put those together together. And I had like an idea about what I wanted to make the duality of the two songs. So we had like one was really green and one was really pink cause that was the color themes. And then I wanted to have all this cool B-roll footage that was like elements of like what I wanted people to be feeling and seeing and thinking about. Cause like, mm -hmm. so we had a lot of like technological robots and like, you know, gears and stuff like that. And then we had like blood and, you know, pus and maggots and shit, because that's like what I was thinking about when I wrote the spire was just like, just plunging your hands into your own filth of your soul. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So I kind of just like, we had just a lot of video calls where I was like, Hey, like I want to do this for like screenshots and like, this is the color we want. And I basically was like, gave him a bunch of, I sent him like a list of all the kinds of shit I wanted in the video, like fire, whatever. And then he kind of just put it all together. And we shot it. We shot that whole video in the town hall in Jamaica, Vermont. <laughs> wow, that shit. Were you guys uh, green screened the whole time? Nope. That was all. That was all. We had. That was a pain in the ass. We had to make like a black backdrop. Oh really? Broken. <laughs> yeah. So that was all. That was all just in a room. No kidding. Just like, did you have lighting, or was that just kind of effective? Yeah, we had. Uh, he had these like light bars that we could change different colors. So like for the scenes where like, it's like up close in me and Chase's faces, mm -hmm. we're standing under like a frame that's made of light. So it like lights us around us. So we're standing like under like an archway of lights. That's awesome. They would, they would blink like from like green to pink. Mm -hmm. so, it was, so it was, it was pretty cool. So like the colors were really important for mm -hmm. that. That was kind of what we, we've always kind of had like a color with our theme of what we're doing. Right. We just like that consistency. And it, I feel like it helps with branding because people start to associate it with you. So like it used to be blue and black and white. It was like dark blue. That was like the whole theme with colder than dark. And then it was, mm -hmm. it was red, black, white with hello there. And then I was like, you know, I just really liked the neon pink and green a lot. And I was just fucking with it. And I thought, like, I thought it would be cool and kind of stand out and be something different. And we're kind of like, and it's cool too, because changing up our genre and our style so much has made our brand very broad now, where now I feel like we could kind of do whatever we want without, yeah, definitely. without it looking off brand. Mm -hmm. You know, people just kind of expect us to do something different all the time now. It's like, I wanted to set that expectation with our music and our image where right. people kind of just like, they never know really what they're going to get from us next, but it'll always be dope, at least for our fans. I feel like I don't think we've disappointed anybody. I don't think so. I've seen nothing but positivity and, you know, overwhelming ex uh, response to this music. I mean, I think, I think people are going to want to hear more of the heavy shit now that they've heard this, obviously. Yeah. Well, that was, and that was the whole point of echoes. Echoes was to set this up. That was why we did the video. Cause we, cause we knew so many people were going to think echoes from the gutter was a new song, which mm -hmm. I think we talked about on the last one. Right. Um, and it was like, sweet now everyone who's going to be like oh shit like i just love when they just go this hard or it was like sweet just wait a month or two and then we did this so it was we wanted to appeal we knew that that song was a lot of people's favorites 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted to kind of get, we, most of our stuff has a lot of singing and it goes back and forth. So we kind of wanted to appease that crowd a little bit and give them a little more of that, especially if we're going to start experimenting with God knows what in our future music. I was like the worst thing, I mean, what's what we might as well just give them something just ball slappy heavy, you know, before yeah. year goes out, you know? Yeah. It was like, it was very beat down, but that's what I really liked about it. And you know, of course, me and my wife did the reaction to the new one. I watched and, uh, it. She's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she's definitely the crutch for me because it's like I'm I'm kind of like stoic and I, I come off dry, but she's my better half and she has more of the uh, excitement. <laughs> that, But she says everything that, I, that I'm thinking. I just don't say it to the effect of like what I she feel says. Like, I feel like uh, couples who stream together do really well because it's fun. People love watching that interaction, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely. Um, so you guys have done a great job staying busy and you've done like a lot of the, the vice streams and stuff like that. So like how much of your time has been consumed with that? I mean, honestly, we all need a break, man. I mean, we've been <laughs> burning the candle at both ends since, since two, for the past two years trying to prepare. And then it was kind of like COVID just kicked our legs out from under us. I feel like we did everything that we could have done. I mean, short of playing a live show, which at our size could or could not be really good or worth it. But with us all spread out with COVID spreading and coming back, it's like meeting up for something like that just isn't a priority for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's been really time consuming and like, we're all trying to do other things. And like Robbie, you know, Robbie learned to record over quarantine and that's how we recorded binary. He bought all his gear literally this summer. Wow. And we, and we recorded that EP ourselves and the motionless and white cover. So and now I'm trying to learn because I've never been good at recording or anything. So I've been learning logic. I'm getting gear this winter and I'm also doing reunion, which is my kind of art design brand. I'm trying to get going. And then, so I'm like trying to get, you know, a new iPad so I can get that going. Like this is all stuff where it's like almost like doing SV all over again. You got to build a business and have the mm-hmm. email set up and like make a website and do all this stuff. And, you know, Chase and Sam, you have clothing brands they just launched Robbie's doing recording and all, all Robbie's doing a thousand different things at all times. Like he's the workhorse, but I think we all just kind of needed a break from just grinding against the current. Cause like, mm-hmm. we're never going to get anything out of it really like more than probably what we have without shows until music kind of comes back. Right. And I feel like we've kind of just burnt ourselves out a little bit. Like <laughs> it was fun, but, and we put a lot of cool stuff out, but I think we just need to like take a little break, recoup, work on our other stuff. So that way we're trying to also build like backup plans. So like if we do tour full time, we all have like other jobs and other ways of making money. Right. And with COVID, with COVID too, like having another source of income on the side, is it, is it bad either way? Especially if it's something you can do from home. Right. So, yeah, that's so, very important. So like what specifically have like you been working on, like your side hustle? Um, It's been mainly for me, it's just, I've been trying to like, I just, it's just like Robbie, I kind of like, I've been, drawing my whole life and I used to draw a lot when I was younger I actually wanted to go to art school originally um before sure. I ended up becoming a musician so if you can call me that I, I always feel weird calling myself a musician as just a singer which adds to the fact piano is one of the things I've been trying to pick up I've been trying to learn piano for the last year or so I haven't taken any real lessons but I've been like learning music theory and I, I like I use the piano to write melodies and choruses but I can't really mm-hmm. play but I've like learned like at least my the ins and outs of it so I can like write music and melodies on it but mm-hmm. for me it's been just trying to get used to digital art because i kind of got into that over quarantine um ju- i was just playing with my girlfriend's ipad okay i was kind of getting into it and then i was like and then i started the reunion instagram and 
was just posting my drawings and my texts and I was drawing fonts and designs for some of our merch. A lot of the, our recent merch stuff has like hand-drawn stuff I did mm-hmm. um, with the pad. And I was kind of like, this is kind of sick. Like, and then people were liking it. Um, I did some stickers. I did a tattoo for someone. I did, oh, I'm doing, single, I'm doing like single art for another rapper. And I'm like, okay, so this, I need to get this organized though. Cause right now it's just been like handshake deals and DMS because I yeah. was getting into it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm trying to just like, build my skills with digital art and then try to build like a business around that. And then on the side, I'm also trying to get my own, like at least basic studio setup so I can do features, mm-hmm. record demos to send. Cause right now our studio that we go to is like two and a half hours away in Southern Vermont. Yeah. Like, well, I've never driven less than three hours for like a band practice or a show or, or something. That's like, <laughs> that's crazy. So, so we're trying to, I'm trying to just like figure that out so I can start doing recording on my own because Unfortunately, I can't like manufacture music by myself, which I'd like to be able to do. But those are both two giant skills and giant things that take a lot of time. And like, there's been no time or energy or motivation for me to do it. (laughs) Like, because now we're all, you know, we're all working, we're all home. So we're all working Mm -hmm. and then trying to do the band around working full time, waiting for shows to come back. And it's like, just, I can't do both. And like, all of us are kind of just tired and we all just want to like take a little break to work on the other stuff we're passionate about. Yeah. Where we can kind of come back really strong, you know, maybe next year with something, but we do have, we do have some big plans. We just don't know how or when we're going to implement them because it really Mm -hmm. just depends on the country and like what's going on. So, but yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah. It's, I've I've never been so anxious, dude. Like today Mm -hmm. I'm just like crawling out of my skin right now, but Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm just trying to think like, I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's like my, my nerd stuff. I'm like watch Star Wars and watch anime and gives me ideas and get lost in drawing and stuff. And be, I'm, I'm excited to be able to just do like my hobby. That is also my other thing I'm trying to make money off of mm-hmm. and just explore that a little more and be able to focus on it without, you know, having band shit blowing up my phone every five seconds because <laughs> I'm always doing something all of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's time to take a break, because I know what you guys want, it's what I want too, and it's this week's mid-roll, hidden gem, and I felt like it would only be appropriate to do Saving Vice's new binary EP in its entirety, since we are talking about it today, and it's very exciting. I'll stop fucking talking, let's get into this shit, dropping it right now, The Simulation and The Spire.
Forever fleeting, never impaired I can't feel fear, but they know that you're
then obviously I'll probably keep Vice Dreams going. You know, Vice Dreams is cool because it's a way for us to connect with other musicians. Mm-hmm. The fans can all come together and connect, and then we can kind of cross promote with our playlist, which is pretty fun. You know, I like I'm every time I find cool new music, I always throw it on there, or it might be just a song from ten years ago. I think everybody should hear. So right. I'm curating the SV Quarantine playlist and uh, doing that. I, I'm I'm assuming Vice Dreams will probably keep going. We, it's kind of like a biweekly thing but it doesn't really have a tight schedule because it really just depends on when people are available i just hit people up and i'm like yo like <laughs> here's three days like when do you have an hour and we're gonna <laughs> shoot the shit on instagram like i want it to be relaxed like i don't have i'm not trying to do a podcast it takes a lot more work and time than i want than i have to invest in it and this is cool because it's like oh we go live everyone can see us just shoot the shit yeah i have to say you know so that's kind of what that is and that yeah well, I've, i mean you know chase just got a house you know, what? That's yeah, crazy. He's like his chameleons and shit and then you know he's got he just launched low point so he's trying to do his brand and he's also he also runs our merch stuff mm-hmm. so I'll, I, i'll like put designs together and but he's the one who ships everything out and orders everything like he's like the warehouse guy right so get merch from saving vice it came from chase so <laughs> um that's you know that's like a whole other job too but luckily it's made him really good at doing his brand though because he's so used to doing this thing so he's already shipping his own shit out so mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, we're all just trying to do our own things. And like, it's like, it's, it sucks, but it's like, without being able to do music, you got to focus on something else and ride the wave. I think our mm-hmm. first, our first mentality was we need to just push through all this and find a way around it. But we're starting to realize that it's just not what it was. And we're, yeah. we're putting out more than we're getting back, which isn't anyone's fault. It's just the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like what we were doing, you know, when we dropped hello there, compared to kind of like where we've kind of had to simmer down to without being out and about is like, it's a bummer, man. I mean, we were yeah. like, we were about, we were at this point where I, we were felt like we had this whole like path where we were about to just take off and jump off. And then all of that just got fucking, it was like, we just fell through the floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, so you're trying to make the best of it. It happened to everybody. It just sucks that it couldn't have happened to us like one year later once mm-hmm. we had like, cause we were going to cover a lot of new ground on the road this year yeah we're even trying to do west coast and stuff and i feel like we would have been able to do a lot more with that increased like um i don't know what the word radius of fan you know than than we have been able to with kind of where because we were still so young we've only really toured in new england so Mm -hmm. um and like around the east coast so it was just like if i think after this year we could have done we would have had a lot more to work with i think but we're just still it's almost like we're still kind of on the the jump off point that we worked our way up to so we're just trying to figure out how to like be ready to like come back as big as we can when we can but it's hard to know man it's like you don't even know if live music what you don't even know if live music is coming back so it's like how do you prepare for live music coming back and then still do the next thing that you got to do if not i don't know yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause you know, I noticed like it was probably like two weeks ago, but France and Germany, they're going back to lockdown for like a month minimum. Yep. Um, I feel like the elections are the only reason that we haven't been, you know, put in lockdown again. No one wants to be the bad guy right now. So um, I, I think it will be interesting what happens after like election and what happens like as far as shutting down our economy again. So. If I start seeing people grabbing a bunch of toilet paper, that's when I'll start thinking. <laughs> like, you know, because like, I mean, because here I am, like, I never did that. Like, everybody else was doing that. But now I'm like, now I'm afraid that I need to do that before yeah. everyone else starts doing that. Like, not in like, I'm going to buy 10 rolls, but it, I was like, I feel like we should go buy an extra pack of everything and just put it in the storage unit. Just, right. to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Vermont is pro Vermont was like the doing better than any other state, but it's also even our cases are going up because fucking Halloween, everyone was like fucking off and having parties and you know, everyone's just doing all this dumb shit because they're just like, well, I'm just tired of it. So I'm just going to stop caring. Yeah. And we're going to go right back to where we started because people couldn't just like, I, it sucks, but we're all dealing with it. People just need to kind of grow up and fucking figure it out. It's like, I don't, you know, I think it's funny because like I'm in North Carolina and um, Trump, you know, Trump and his party have, they've been here a lot because like, it's obviously a more of a red state or whatever. And um, I've been seeing like these uh, campaigns and stuff like that over here, but like there's been thousands of people going to these things, and it's like, you know, North Carolina's a hot spot. Well, I'm not trying to get too political, but no, no, it's like COVID. It's just what it is. It's just like keep politics out of it. I mean, yeah. people shouldn't be in fucking giant groups doing anything. Hmm. So it's like that's the main point I'm trying to make. Uh, I don't yeah. care who you vote for, okay. by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like as, as far as I'm concerned, as long as everybody votes that's a step forward, you know, mm -hmm. towards wherever we got to go. So, but yeah, I mean, it just sucks. I feel like, I just feel like common sense has been made political. And now people like you say something that's just like a fact and people are like, Oh, like, <laughs> and they turn it into an argument about this or that. And it's like, no man, it's just like, just don't be a piece of shit. That's all anyone wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's don't, all believe it. Whatever, don't believe whatever you want. Just stop being an asshole. Just stop fucking everything up. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of like my, that's my whole stance. It's just like, don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> Did you know that um, you can write in Kanye on on certain ballots and yeah, I, I really I really hope no one's wasting their <laughs> on Kanye. Uh, I hope I think anything I think that's a waste, but that's just me. I don't want to get into politics, but yeah, I know it's like the Kanye thing is such a joke. It's just almost mm -hmm. like it's you're wasting your vote, man. It's not gonna, like Kanye's not going to win. Yeah, go vote, go vote go someone who's actually has a chance of winning. You know, yeah, like <laughs> it's funny that it's gotten to that point now. I guess that's. I'm only talking about it because it's relevant to binary, right? It's a binary campaign <laughs> in a way. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just fucking like, yeah. No, I just, yeah, I, I mean, I'll play, I'll play shows if they give us all hamster balls. Let's, like, let's go. But I mean, until then. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I was, um, I was listening to this interview with like uh, Frankie uh, Palmieri from Amir and he was on actually a friend of ours podcast, shout out new music podcast. And, um, you know, he was saying, like, I'm never going to do live streaming because there's not a mosh pit and it's weird. And you're just, you know, you're only doing it in front of like each other. And it's just an awkward thing. And he was like, well, yeah, exactly. It is kind of weird. And that's like for us, it's like, do we want to like, I don't like practice for us is always even when we were rehearsing our set lists, like we're probably in a full rehearsal. Mm hmm it's still just weird trying to act and like that we feed off the crowd so much so much of our performance is because we get the crowd all riled up and they feed us back into yeah. the back and forth thing and it's like faking that is hard and it's it's also just like you said like we can't we can't play the first time we play the spire cannot be to not to know mosh pit <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like, that's... like i and it's like so what if we do a live stream like we're not going to play binary like i'm not playing that those songs without a real crowd ever like there's mm -hmm. no point that those songs were made for a, like a bloodbath to happen in front of you and so it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah it's just weird man i don't know it's like it's hard to you know it's just we're just trying to not be discouraged but i think the i think putting all of your eggs into the music basket right now is the bad move and that's what we kind of realized is like we mm -hmm. need to like find other things because you don't know what's going to happen like no write your music, like be ready for that, but like find other avenues because you don't know what, 
what the future holds. And like, not every band is going to survive this if shows don't come back soon. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the sad part of this whole thing. I mean, if your band comes out on top after quarantine, then you guys truly have something, uh, you know, valuable, I'm sure. Well, no, I mean, not saying that, you know, people well, that have I, a hard time I, with I, it. Yeah, you got to have like people who are willing to like invest their time and their fu- their money into a into something that might not be and that's hard like you got to be really committed to this and not we're lucky that we have a group of people who are because i know a lot i don't never been in a band that would have made it through this that's crazy you know what i mean someone would give up by now for sure yeah yeah most definitely um so like i heard i heard you guys actually on another podcast get tucked well you weren't on it but you were mentioned um you know tuck from fit for a king yeah, we, we talk sometimes. I've been trying to get him on Vice Streams. I actually really want to go and get Tuck just because I love shooting the shit. I like talking. Mm-hmm. Like, I like discussing things. And, uh, but yeah, it was Brian from Currents uh, recommended yeah. us. Yeah. That was really cool because, like, I mean, I mean, we, we love Currents, but, like, also, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's from Connecticut, so he's kind of in our pond. You know, we played with them. One of my favorite shows I've ever played was with Currents, actually. It was two, the last show of 2018. I believe. Was that the show that they mentioned in that podcast? Because I remember them saying that you played with Fit for a King once, right? No. So we played with Fit for a King at I Matter Festival. Okay. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. That was the Tuck sauce, I believe. Because he, I believe Tuck is, Tucker Ryan, I believe is friends with our manager, but I'm not. Okay. Remember, but yeah, it's like the networking web of this band is kind of weird. <laughs> like everyone knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. That's how I get all these people on the podcast is because I somehow... I'm like, man, I'm on these first name DM basis with all these bands that we haven't even played with somehow, but I somehow met them or through a friend and now I can just hit them up and they'll come. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been really hard to get going without some kind of pre-established communication to just like, it's hard to hit up. Like not every band member can read every message they're going to get. And if they can, they get thousands of them all asking yeah. and shit. So, but yeah, it's been this weird. So I'm at it. So we played, yeah, we played with in New Hampshire with Currents and then we played New York at I'm at Festival with Fit for a King. And that's what Tuck was referring to. Right. Yeah. And he kind of mentioned like the, the having the two vocalists thing or whatever. Not that you guys would ever get kickback for it, but like, do you feel like some people are kind of skeptical of your band because they're like, oh, they have two vocalists and they don't really get oh, that? I'm sure. Like, I'm skeptical of bands with two vocalists. So, like, <laughs> and then, like, what he said, I think is exactly the response I expect is like, yeah, I'm not normally into it, but they played off each other well. And that was kind of like what we want, but it's like, how do we take that to the next level? And that's kind of what we've been trying to do with our new music is to take whatever pre-existing stigma there is about the two vocalist thing and like destroy it and rebuild it into something else. So it's like, I think volumes is the only other band other than like, that's like us where like you have two screamers and one of them sings or both, they both sing or do other things. So our goal, our goal is like, we want people, we don't want people to look at us as like a Dave and a Kyle Pavone. We want people to look at us as like Chester and Mike Shinoda. Right. Like, yeah. I, like we want it to be like that more of that dynamic, you know? And it's like, and it's like, if I prevail can do what they're doing, like we, I'm not worried. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, cause I feel like we're, we, we're more versatile at least like where we do more, our music is more, has a broader fan base. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, they've proven that having two vocalists doesn't stop you no you know, you know what i mean it's i think it's just how you do it i think it's interesting because like you know like when you have one vocalist you kind of get burnt out on that one sound you know what i mean like especially if they're making the same kind of like cookie cutter type songs over and over so you're getting like nine of the same type of song i think with you guys it's really interesting because 
you know, each song from song to song, it's like a different thing and you don't really get bored with it. You know, it's like really interesting. Yeah. Well, that was the whole point. That was what we wanted. We, we, it's like, we, it's like we have two people and it's like why we haven't had like another metalcore vocalist. Like they're, there, I mean, there you could are. I mean, there's could be anyone could argue like, oh, this vocalist is better than you guys. Like, whatever. That's apples and oranges, depending on what you like. But it's like there's not a lot of me- there's like almost no metalcore vocalist that can do something that either Chase or me can't do already. Mm-hmm. So it's like why, unless they're a name where they're gonna help catapult us. Like, I'm not paying money to have someone come on and do something that I could do myself on <laughs> one of my songs. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's, and that's the whole point. Though, is like we can do all this stuff. Like I can. You know, I mean, if I, and like, I think like, I've always believed that I've, I've, I've always wanted to be good at singing and screaming and I don't stop working on either because mm. I mean, I, I might want to do my own project again. And it's like, I would want to be able to like, like bring me the horizon, like where they can do like super light and then go back to super heavy and like do And like somehow Oliver Sykes finally is good at screaming again. I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> like that blew my mind. Like I, I loved that. I loved that. That was like my favorite release on Sun Paternal their new stuff it's like but they did exactly what we want to do where it's like we want to be able to just go like hey we're going to give you something completely different and then go back to the thing you that you were mad that we weren't doing anymore and be able to do both at the same time and have it be seamless because like when they're playing set lists where they're playing shit like off ammo and then playing house of wolves in the same set like i want to be i want shows like that i want because all these fans like everything all the same yeah it's like they're not gonna be mad like they're they love to jump they love to sing they love to mosh they want it all so we Mm want to do it all and like you said we don't want it to get burnt out and Mm -hmm. even if we went did a thing where like if for some reason like if for some reason like it came down to like me doing just vocals or chase doing just vocals like i don't know what it would become but i know it wouldn't we would still keep the band being different Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yeah it would still be it would still be different stuff like it would be like different stuff from song to song because i feel like every band that's kind of washed out has like burnt themselves out doing the same heavy thing over and over again definitely and then they get bored they do something new all the fans hate it and they just it's almost like doing the new thing was just a trigger to get people to appreciate the old thing and then they go back to doing the old thing again right like most of flames is a great example of that because they tried yeah, perfect yeah they tried experimenting they went a little lighter everyone was all bummed no one was kind of giving a shit about them anymore it felt like and then all of a sudden they were like we're gonna go back to our roots and <laughs> like, yes and that album is awesome you know it what I mean? is yeah but, but everybody gave it's like people don't know what they have until they don't have it anymore dude that's just music that's so true well speaking of these well because i wanted to ask you about like what new music you've been listening to yeah. uh so you've been jamming the new bring me the horizon Oh yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I listen to that album every day since it dropped. I really, I really liked it. I was really surprised at how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be good because "Teardrops" was incredible. I loved that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of took me a while to get into that. Like, it was one of those like it always takes me a few listens. Like, I never like just go off the first listen. You know, that's, that song just like reminded me of Lincoln Park, and I love Lincoln Park. And it like also lyrically just hit me in the feels because it was mm-hmm. very much like what I was like. I feel like every line in that song is so relatable. It hurts right now, mm-hmm. and I think that it just got me. And I thought, even though it was kind of auto tuned pretty hard, like Oliver's <laughs> melodies were really good on it, and like yeah. I like his vocals on it. And um, and then yeah, I thought I thought the you know Kingslayer and Dear Diary were like my other two favorites off that. Oh, I love those songs, dude. Yeah. They, those were like 
the surprise or surprises for me. I was like, dude, this. I was dope. I was just genuinely surprised when I heard Ollie do high screams. And me it, too. Yeah, it sounded good. I was really shocked and I was really impressed. Like when mm-hmm. he was bringing that back, like, and that's what I'm talking about, man. It's like you can go radio rock and still sprinkle that shit in there. Like no yeah. one. Yeah. I hate that there's such a stigma. It's like, oh, he's on the radio. Like, they fucking suck now. Like, I see that all the time. But in my opinion, like, uh, the new Bring Me has been, like, the best that I've heard. It's just such a good, like, eclectic thing of, like, what they've done. I think they had to find their roots. I think Ollie, like, kind of was like, oh, I want to do singing, but I can't sing. And then he kind (laughs) of finally got better at singing on ammo. And I think they figured out their sound. Yeah, EP. Let's, they said it's an EP, not an album. It's kind of like our shit, where it's like, is it singles? Or EP? But right. uh, yeah, like I love New Architects. I hope that they still have stuff with screaming in it and you know heavy stuff. But I, mm-hmm. all of their shit is as good as their new song. I won't be mad. Yeah. I, I, I love Fit for a King's new album. That's my favorite Fit for a King album yet. Really? Because mm-hmm. all their other well, all their other albums, it was like for me, it was like, oh, the song's really sick. The song's really sick and heavy. Mm-hmm. These songs are all just really heavy, and I'm like you know they're they're good but for me i get bored of that that i get bored of metalcore and metal that just is is that instantly the same thing like that like mm-hmm. you know i was never really into wage war because of that like knock loose i'll listen to but after three or four songs <laughs> I'm over it and that's why like you can hear that on our music you know mm-hmm. like hello there i was like i want people to get pop punk metalcore a day to remember and then i want them to get chelsea grin and then i want to slap them with a ballad and then i want to like you know what i mean like yeah Bring in the fucking bagpipes on this one. Right. <laughs> uh, what about like Monster Flames? Um, I listened to that yesterday. I didn't get to finish the whole thing, but I liked what I heard. But I also, okay. like, I've always like consistently enjoyed that band, even if it's only one or two songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I love Nowhere Left to Sink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't love that album, but I liked that song a lot. Yeah, there were certain songs on the album I liked, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a favorite album. But, but they were trying something different, and like yeah, you know, you know, so it was cool. Um, I loved Ghostman's new album, which I, ah, I yeah, I've liked some of his stuff. Like I like him, kind of mm-hmm. like the way I like. I don't like all of Marilyn Manson's music, but I like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, he embodies. Mm-hmm. Ghostman reminds me a lot of Marilyn Manson. I think. Yeah, I said that too. He's like a modern, like a hip hop version of Marilyn. Yeah, and I I just like that he kind of like Bring Me the Horizon. I felt like figured out the perfect medley of the mainstream and the heavy mm-hmm. on his their the new album. Like it had some like like throwing bows parts on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and this is like shit that these little peep SoundCloud kids are listening to. So I, anytime where like all these kids who got into like the emo goth thing through rap, anytime like. I know an artist is going to be influencing those kids to go into like the real shit, like in find all the heavy shit. Yeah. And all of that came from. And like, I, I love any artist like bring me, who's going to lead a path back to the roots. Cause all these yeah. kids into alternative music, whether it's rap, rap or whatever, because of a culture that came from punk and metal. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's where it should lead people back to. I feel like eventually. And I think it's starting to, cause now everyone wants to be a rock star. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. From, like MG, from like MGK, <laughs> to, like, you know, yeah, because uh, it was funny because, like, all right, so my buddy got married this past weekend, so I was wrapped up with that. And uh, one of his sons or whatever, he was like, he was like, do you listen to rap? And I was like, I mean, kind of. And he was like, well, I'm cooler than you because I listen to rap. And I was like, well, hold on. I was like, a lot of rappers, <laughs> a lot of rappers cite being a rock star in their songs. Like, So I was like, so obviously – uh, everyone wants to be a rock star in a roundabout way. Like even if you're doing rap, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, and like, obviously the word rock star is kind of like, 
of general meaning. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a phrase, but I think the point is that like it, a lot, it's just funny how like all this shit is circling back. Like even Post Malone kind of went more rock than rap on his last album. It was my favorite album he did, but um, I, I just like, it's not like I don't, I, I do like some rap, but I always was just like, you know, rock and metal music more. Mm-hmm. And, but I think there's been really good marriages of the two and really bad marriages of the two. Yeah, definitely. I think, like Linkin Park is probably the best marriage of the two, mm-hmm. but I, it's cool seeing what bands are doing. And like, you know, I'd be down to try some like hip hop vibey stuff and future stuff. I wouldn't want to like ham fist it mm-hmm. or I feel like, you know, Ronnie Radke came right out the gate, just spitting. <laughs> and it was like almost kind of awkward and unnerving. Mm-hmm. And then eventually people kind of came around to it and he kind of found the niche with popular monster and all that stuff. But like, yeah, at first I was fucking I was like, this is fucking horrible. And then like, <laughs> now I like their last three singles, I think are like the best shit they've ever released, you know? So it's like, what I about uh, bone crew. Uh, that's not my type that's not my style of that i'm I'm not really a fan that's one with franz right yeah he uh he just dropped that new one i don't i mean franz is a controversial figure so i don't really want to get into that but uh i like as from a strictly like how he does run shit and does shit from a business standpoint i think Mm -hmm. there's no one better to look up to i know i don't i don't really enjoy any of his music but i think Mm -hmm. He, really. he as a musician and a business person, I think is like one of the best, is like the best in the game. Next yeah. to Ronnie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true. Well, dude, that's interesting as fuck. I mean, everything that you've talked about, but like, yeah, I think, um, I think like rap and pop music, maybe they're kind of going more towards the macabre and like the darker side of things. And maybe that will railroad people more into like this genre and the scene or the emo stuff as you will. Uh, what do you think about like Poppy being married to like Ghost Main or they're engaged, I guess? I didn't know that, but that's a power couple right there. Yeah. Do you think it was like a ploy or do you think it's like staged or? It almost seems too perfect, but I don't right. really know. That's not the kind of shit that I pay attention to though. Like I didn't even, like, I feel like I, I forgot that they were married, they were engaged until you just told me that. But I remember seeing <laughs> it being like, like if I, if I was like, some girl into this music, I would be really jealous of Poppy. And if I, and I, I was like, I'd be really jealous of like Ghostman because like Poppy's, you know, like they're both like just badass and hot and good at what they do. I mean, mm-hmm. Poppy, Poppy, I don't listen to all of her stuff. But I, I think she's cool. I think she's another example of just like people that everyone thought was weird and hated, but they are pushing, like she was touring Bring Me the Horizon. So I don't want to fucking, yeah. you know, it's like, so. That's really cool. So I am, I, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where all that goes. Ghostman was actually someone we wanted to get on our album. We just couldn't afford him. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's also like kind of hard to get a hold of. It turns out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Cause um, he's still independent. I believe, I think his uh, big label thing fell through and that's why he like dropped his album like super quick. Um, Cause I think it was supposed to be held off for a little bit longer. I mean, I don't think like if you're, a, if you're a rapper like that, if you're making streams like that, and you have fans like that, like you do not need a fucking label. No, he like, doesn't. He's got yeah, the like, branding down. Yeah, it's like you, like he, everything that a label can do for you, he's already accomplished. So mm-hmm. he's keep all your money, bro. Like it's like you know, <laughs> what I mean? like it's not the fan base. Like if you're getting millions of streams, like you don't have anything else to worry about. You know what I mean? Right. Well, now that it's like November and it's basically getting towards the end of the year, I I want to start asking uh, people at the end of the show uh what do you like what do you got for album of the year as far as in the scene oh it's it's right now i mean i think i'm still starstruck right now by new mm-hmm. bring me but right it was currents 
Yeah. It ends, but Bring Me is my contender right now. It's kind of hard to fuck with uh, Bring Me the Horizon. It's kind of like almost cheating, you know, because it's just. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like. They're like the main know, influencer I'm, now. Yeah, but then again, though, I would not. Ammo didn't even come close to being a contender. Oh, no. Like, no, so, no. like, you know, for me. So it's like, yeah, it's the same. I'd say I'm tied on those two. We'll see how I feel if I'm still as obsessed with Bring Me by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just like, I want to know how many people, because I see on Twitter a lot, like people will be like, because they're always the album of the year and there's also one being like yo hello there hello there i want to know how many people thought hello there was their album of the year because if it was even like 10 like that's pretty sweet you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah because a lot of good shit came out this year yeah i know that's why it's like really fucking hard because i'm trying to put together like an album of the year show and i might like collab with another podcast or get whoever else involved if they want to get in on this discussion uh drop a comment maybe we'll we'll talk about it but um I wanted to have that discussion because, yeah, there has been so many great releases. And I feel like uh, 2020 has actually saved bands from from falling apart, like uh, Kingdom of Giants, like uh, another example, because they just signed with Sharp Tone. And they basically expressed that if it wasn't for that, uh, they might not still be a band. So I think it's really interesting to see, like, what other people are thinking, like, album of the year should be. Uh, that's another great album, uh, Passenger. Yeah, I've I've been following them for a while. I did I did ch- I did listen to that. What'd you think about it? Like, were um, you a big I get a KOG fan? Listen. I didn't like it as much as some of their old stuff. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, I wasn't a fan of some of like how the I think how literal some of the lyrics were and how mm-hmm. blunt. But um, it's I I I did like it though. Like, I have nothing negative to say about it. It wasn't. It, I got to give it another listen though. Like, I don't really feel like I can. I listen to a lot of stuff once and don't like it and then love it after. So, yeah. you know, it's not really fair for me to really make a judgment, but I like, I, I hope that band keeps doing well for sure. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, Crystal Lake's remaster. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Crystal Lake's good. remaster of their like old album was one of the things I bumped a lot this year. Dude. Yeah, definitely. I think we're on the same page as far as music we like. Cause you say currents and bring me and currents was definitely up there for me. And I don't want to say a spoiler alert, but they were riding high with me for a while. Like I love the way they ended that album and I love how like mysterious, like the whole vibe was like, it wasn't so like clear cut and direct. Like you mentioned, like yep. there's a lot of takeaways that you could take away from the whole album. And uh, I like flagged a wave. I thought that was a really sick, like Anthem type song or whatever. Yeah. I think um, my two favorites were second skin and mm-hmm. monsters and then poverty of self, probably the third, but like, I like, it was weird. You know, I've noticed lately that like, I feel like a breakdown is almost like a period on a sentence with a lot of music now. And like, yeah. I like that, like it polishes it off. It gives everybody that little taste that they want. But I've been like more really focused on like a lot of the verses and just like the structuring of vocals and like how people screaming tones sound. I feel like I almost focused on more than the breakdowns and that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like I, that's why it's like, even though Bring Me's new album had like breakdowns, but they were more like rock breakdowns than actual breakdowns a lot of the screaming just the verses ollie did were just really dope and um mm-hmm. that fucking part in monsters where he's like well shame hiding in your thoughts again like that shit is yeah like that's my favorite part of a song to listen yeah. to you know that's so true yeah well uh i don't want to hold you up too long i i know you said you had to go in like an hour so i want to yeah, i lost track of time too i always do on these things yeah i want to honor that but um uh before you leave uh because we could talk about fucking new music all day i'm sure but before you leave i want to ask uh one final question and basically 
it was something that we kind of alluded to maybe. Uh, but what is like one thing that you would like to change about uh, the way people view music right now or uh, just about the scene in general? Like since so many people are kind of doing new and old and all this and that. I guess just like follow like the cues, like read the room, see what's working. see like do do things that are going to like get you noticed in the current climate of like music and like what's in and what's cool and what's popping off. But like, don't be afraid to just do what you want to do and do something different and outside the box. I mean, this whole binary thing was like, could have been a really confusing sham where people didn't even <laughs> listen to the second song because they thought it was one song or not known why I wasn't there or thought maybe we kicked one of the vocalists out. Like could have been a lot of weird un- dumb shit. Cause we did this thing. No one's really done. We're like, mm-hmm. Oh, two vocalists. We're going to do two. Like, but it, it worked. It was cool. Mm-hmm. It was, you know what I mean? So it's like, just do what you want to do. I mean, now there's no better time to just experiment because like the worst thing you're going to do is like not get a lot of streams and then you can always just try again when shows come back. So it's like, you know, <laughs> but I mean, I'd say like, just, you know, I, I just wish more people were really listening to, to all the new shit they were finding. Like the way I will give this to hip hop fans, like these hip hop kids are always checking out new rappers and new underground yeah. rappers and blowing them up. And like, I just wish that like metalcore fans were like that the way they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like some are, but not enough are like mm-hmm. you should like, it shouldn't be like, like bring me the horizon could literally shit in a bag and put like their stamp on it. And at least half their fans would act like it was a gift from God. And yeah. like, that's like, that's like something where status gets you and like seniority gets you and having that clout gets you. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like there's just so many art bands that put so much blood, sweat and tears into their shit. And sometimes it doesn't even get noticed or heard. Yeah. So like, I would say just like, if you're, if something comes up in your release radar, like go through your release radar, give everything a spin, like wait a minute into the song, like give everything a chance. Like you never know when you're going to find your new favorite band. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think every fan we have that's not from our local area was just someone who stumbled on us and was like, and I see it all the time. Like, why have I slept on this? Why have I slept on this? Like, <laughs> you weren't fucking looking for it, dude. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I not seeing this? It's like, dude, it's like literally we've shoved it everywhere we could possibly shove it. So if you're not seeing it, you're like, it's, you're, it's like bird box. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like local bands, <laughs> like, like unsigned bands and people just are like, nah. and then they hear a label and then like, it's like, oh, but yeah. they're signed. And it's like, oh, if it's got a label, it could be like shit with a bow on it. And like, because it's because a label signed it, it must be good. Like <laughs> that's perfect. I'm going to have to make that into a meme later, but anyway, um, I'll go ahead and wrap it up and then we'll chit chat for a second. If you guys haven't heard it, check out binary EP. Don't get confused. No one got kicked out of the band. They're doing something <laughs> different. I think a lot of people will appreciate it though. So keep your eyes out for saving vice, dude. Thank you so much for being on the show again. And hopefully we get to do it again in the future. Yeah. Thanks for having me, dude. Of course. Yo, That pretty much does it for today's podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, I really do appreciate it. Every listen I get, it just means a whole lot to me. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do so. There's a link down below. I think it's through Anchor. You can contribute as less or as much as you want to. And you don't have to do that at all if you don't want to. Of course, it would just be dope if you shared or something like that. Just let other people know about the podcast because all these platforms, they do a fucking shitty job of helping promote podcasts. So if you like the show, please recommend it to a friend or give me a dope ass rating or something like that. Or just keep tuning in as always because I'll keep doing my thing. I do appreciate each and every one of you. And until I see you guys on a future video, shine on. Shine on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.